And welcome to the Heart Guy Media Podcast. I am your host, Jesse HS, and this is our one-year anniversary, our celebration of uh, doing this for a full year and having uh, so many uh, friends just uh, wax intellectually and unintellectually uh, and, you know, stupidly and on this uh, podcast for uh, over a year has uh, it's been entertaining and fun, to say the least. So today we're covering... Uh, in two different episodes, and this episode is Fred Decker's Night of the Creeps, and in an episode that will be posted later tonight, uh, Fred Decker's The Monster Squad. We're all big fans of both of these films, um, so it's going to be really fun to dive into both of these amazing uh, movies. Uh, directed, you know, by Fred Decker, who has done so much and written so much, and he's written, uh, he's helped write the new uh, Predator movie that's coming out, so it's a uh, it's very timely that we cover uh, two great films by uh, Fred Decker. So uh, yeah, without further ado, we'll get right into it. And uh, Mr. Uh, Sean Henderson, Brian Tyler, and uh, Lewis Smith are on this episode to discuss uh, Night of the Creeps with us. So hope you enjoy it. So here we are. We have uh, Mr. BT Brian C. Tyler here. Hello, Sean Henderson. How's it going? And the illustrious Mr. Lewis Smith. Yo, what's up, dudes? So, Night of the Creeps. Well, first of all, I guess we'll discuss. This is one year of doing this podcast, and all of you have been on it several times, and uh, I think we've had uh, quite a time and a lot of fun uh, discussing movies and music and and what have you. Uh, it's been a year, guys. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Thank you. Thanks That's the big thing, us. Jesse. Thank you. But uh, but yeah. Now that now that the uh, the confetti's out of the way, uh, Night of the Creeps, Fred Decker's Night of the Creeps. Now, I guess we'll start. When was the first time everyone first saw this amazing film? BT argued with me. Supposedly he showed me it, but I swear to God, I watched it on Fear Not. Like back in like oh nine, okay, Lou. When because uh, you you discovered this movie semi recently, correct? Yeah, man. Actually, it was because of you, and I can't thank you enough. So I guess I'm the the baby of the group in the in that sense. Like, which is literally... which is good though, could to to get like a, a fresher perspective on someone that doesn't. Because I I think sometimes we. I romanticize films that aren't that great because I have, there's like a heavy nostalgia factor. So it's always awesome to get someone to discover a film that hasn't had it like for years. So you can kind of see it from different eyes. Well, it was weird too. Cause like even watching it the first time, I want to say it was like probably shortly after like Halloween last year or like October last year. Um, we you were, you were telling me about it. You brought it up. You're like, dude, you got to check out this like movie. Have you ever seen it? And like, I went and got it like two days later at FYA or whatever. And like pretty much instantly I was like, yeah, I'm obsessed with this fucking movie. Like, this is great. Where the fuck was I, you know, like it was right. awesome. Well, I remember, I remember you calling me and I can't remember what you would, uh, what you had asked about. You had asked about like an, another, uh, movie cause you were in FYE, but you told me you had recently watched that. And I remember we were talking about, uh, 
talking about it and uh and i always love hearing like people discover these films that are so just fucking like just i mean it has its following and there's definitely like a, a cult following for this film and fred decker's films in general but uh it's always it's always uh satisfying hearing people get into these films that i think should be talked about more because you know they get written off as these uh you know offbeat b movie horror movies from the 80s but really there's so much like there's so much flavor and pizzazz on some of these films and they just aren't talked about as much as they should especially with a fucking amazing actors like tom fucking atkins (laughs) fuck yeah dude now, BT, when was the first time you saw Night of the Creeps? I can't remember when exactly. I want to say it was probably, like, the mid-2000s okay. on television. Like, H... Would they have shown it on HBO? I, I think so, because okay. at least HBO or Cinemax or one of those, you know. But then, of course, after after 1 p.m., it turns into Skinemax. You see Which, all the... Yeah. HBO you, absolutely. stopped releasing those films. Uh, but you know what? Today... Watching it with Sean, it was kind of like watching it for the first time again because I haven't watched it since when the whenever the DVD came out, which was like oh nine, two thousand nine. Yeah, so there were a lot of a lot of great things I missed. Yeah, like couldn't remember. Well, there's and, and it's something that's fun about these films too. I feel like them when you watch them after a while too, you pick up on stuff that you never really thought about previously. Yeah, but um. So we got to talk, like, this is a classic creature feature. Like, it's so, like, throwback to, like, a 50s-style movie, but it's obviously, uh, you know, dipped deep in fucking the 80s and 86. <laughs> so there's just fucking, there's, like, the wardrobes and the fucking, like, the, what is up with the California, like, all right, we got to talk about the main villain, Brad. The Brad's Brad. Yeah. Like, classic blonde asshole. Like, I can relate. I'm just, like, a fatter version of him. But just yeah, I not thought of you. I thought of you the whole time. When I was like, just... Whoops. Continue, go. I'm, just, like, the In-N-Out Burger version of Brad. <laughs> Which is appropriate for California, yeah, too. It, it really is. If you grew up in a rich family and you got, like, shipped off to college... And that wasn't me. I was just an asshole without the money and more weight. <laughs> But like, what is up with the the like uh, the like Valley Girl accent on California people in the '80s? Like, you never hear that like accent. The last time I heard that like wicked like crazy accent like Valley Girl accent on male or female was like Clueless. Yeah. Dude, I, I think it's, like, partially it. fucking made up. It's gotta be or it's something. G- it's g- I think it's because it's, be. like, a surfer thing, like, people be like, oh, what's up, man? <laughs> like, it's almost like hippie meets, like, Beverly Hills snob. Well, dude, there was that fucking song in the 80s called Valley Girl, and it basically made fun of those people. I can't remember who, who the fuck sang it. It was just some, like, random one-hit wonder, like, 80s, like, quote-unquote new wave artist but dude i think it's totally romanticized like it's made up and people are like yeah i sound like that it's like bullshit you don't sound like that you fucking heard it you know like i yeah i've been in the fucking valley like i've literally been there and like talked to several people and not one person (laughs) like you might get a few more dudes than you will in fucking whitesboro but (laughs) (laughs) but but you're not fucking getting like the super like Oh, what's up? Like, I don't even know, like, how you even, like, what some of the shit he says. Like, uh, 
He said something fucking hilarious, and I just... Because I watched it recently. He said, like, uh... Fuck, what did he... There's so many, like, little idiosyncrasies of, like, accents in California movies in the 80s, and it's so, like, uh... It's, it's funny. I, but at the same time, I think that there was, like, a mall-going, like, teenage girl-type thing that probably did talk like that for a minute. And they made right. it seem like everyone from California talked that way. Right. Or probably just assholes like us. They're like, oh, they're fucking idiots out there in California. talk like a bunch of goddamn idiots. <laughs> <laughs> but something I, uh, something I caught re-watching this film, and I've seen it a million times, the first time I saw it, I, I actually I can remember the day, and which is weird because I usually can never remember exact days from so long ago. But it was I can't remember the year. I want to say it was either ninety five, six, or seven, somewhere in there. I want to say ninety six because I think, which is funny because I'm straight edge. I was wearing the Budweiser Frog uh, <laughs> underwear, and I think I got my mom picked them up at Ames or something. Dude, the underwear, holy shit. Yeah, like, the fucking, the boxer shorts that said Budweiser on the fucking thing. And dude, you think, it had you the think three the, bullfrogs, the Budweiser. Dude, people were like, were demanding that shit, you know? So it's like, how crazy is it that it's like, yeah, you know, we want hoodies and koozies. It's like, nah, dude, I want that shit on my ass. Yeah. You know, I want fucking underwear. <laughs> I think at one point I did have a Red Dog fucking, wait, was it called Red Dog, that beer? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I had a Red Dog fucking pair of uh, boxers, too. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but something I, it was uh, July 4th of one of those, like, mid-90s years. And it was on, like, the fucking crack ass. And uh, I remember watching it. I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking amazing. Like, killer, like... But I didn't watch it from the beginning. I caught it, like, literally, like... Uh, so I didn't see the alien part. So I didn't really know that they were aliens. Um, because at the end, on the director's cut, they show, like, the the, the, sh ship. the ship or whatever. Yeah. So they, that was only in the director's cut. So the, I was only watching the fucking... The half-ass fucking... Uh, USA Up All Night version, but I didn't get to see, like, that aspect. So I just thought that they were killer fucking leeches that turned people into zombies. So that was cool enough. But something I caught while watching it is I never put together that the fucking, the crazy alien running on the fucking ship that was trying to get the fucking leech canister off the fucking ship was actually overtake, was he, oh, he was, his eyes were, like, like, whited out like he was, like, a zombie. So he was, like, oh, overtaken did. by him. I never thought of that. Yeah. Dude, I never I thought of that shit either. Really Holy fuck. Because I was talking to Brian, I'm like, they never really explained, like, why the fuck this one alien yeah. is like, I'm going to ship this alien, or so this slug off. that was like an experiment, because in the, like, little fucking hieroglyphic fucking subtitles that they were on there, they were saying, like, oh, it's don't let them get the experiment off the fucking ship or whatever. But yeah, that experiment, whatever the fucking killer slug leeches, fucking overtook one of their own guys and he was fucking going nuts and fucking got it off the fucking ship and, sh and it fucking lands in fucking the valley. The movie just got so much better to me. Huh? Right, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that makes so much more sense actually. Because yeah. <laughs> I always thought that too. I was like, all right, well, what the fuck? Man, these guys like, one of them just went rogue and he's like, ah, fuck these pussies. Like, I'm fucking <laughs> dropping it on fucking earth. Like, it's like that one guy's just a dickhead. It's like, yeah. this? <laughs> like, like Fucking Bob, what an asshole. He fucking had to go, he had to fucking, we're just fucking around with these leeches trying to find something new out about, like, what the fuck these things could do for us. And he fucking drops it on Earth. Jeez. 
but yeah, I picked that up and uh, like something. Of course, because it's an eighties, uh, an eighties movie or whatever. Something I did like too, and I don't know. I love the opening credits where it's like the red and purple like creeps logo that's slowly coming up, and it's just got like the blue like neon blue uh, credits rolling up, and then the night of the yeah. like. That's totally so fucking, like, thick 80s. Like, I love it. Like, and this is, like, it's funny because the 50s and the 80s are my two of my favorite decades. And they kind of, like, interweave and crochet a, a magnificent piece of fucking film here with this movie. Because, obviously, it starts in the 50s. Fucking, you know, Johnny and fucking and Cameron's gal there are fucking all hopped up on coke floats and they're going up to fucking Lover's Lane and do some heavy petting. <laughs> um, but like that whole aspect of it is cool too. There's like a you know escape mental patient like goes and fucks hot blonde girl. He doesn't fuck her, but he kills her. But but uh, it's like a cool fucking aspect of that like that they throw in there on top of like oh the fucking the crazed fucking uh alien that's been overtaken by the fucking experimental leeches is fucking like throwing throwing the experimental leeches down to earth oh also there's a guy that escaped a mental hospital and fucking hacked to death like it's so it's so all over the place but it keeps like such continuity and it's easy to follow which is it's is relieving because that's what really makes it fucking awesome dude i, I do have to ask so because i never really understood this so you know the lovers lane shit. Yeah. You know, is that still a thing? Because that was weird as fuck, dude. Like it's like let's all go here and like tongue each other. It's like yeah, look over and the windows are foggy. You see someone's like ass cheek. It's just fucking <laughs> weird to me. Like I don't get that. Maybe it's I, is it I think is that a West Coast thing? Like I think because I don't know. Like we'd have to get some people to vouch for it. Maybe Jerry can vouch for us and, and let us know if he ever went to a fucking. <laughs> He ever went to the fucking the pond across the Moylaw Church or something? <laughs> uh, but I think probably because, like, you couldn't. I mean, in the eighties, you'd be like, "Oh, oh, Jeremy's coming up to my room, and we're gonna study." Like, <laughs> well, they still did Lovers Lane shit in movies in the eighties, like yeah. Killer Clowns yeah. from Space, yeah. Yeah. Once Bitten. But you know what that is, though? I I think because like they didn't want like kids in the houses of like the girls and stuff like hanging out like because usually if you're coming to hang out you're fucking you're going to be gifted a tv dinner from earl and you're going to sit there and watch fucking johnny the one of the, the johnny whatever the fuck show and you're all eating a tv dinner wonder year style like yeah but um i think that's what it is too like oh we can't like we can't heavy pet at my mom's they won't let her close us close the door like let's go out to lover's lane yeah. I'll bring you out in my fucking 55 Plymouth that fucking has a fucking a gasket, bad gasket. Well, I think just engaging in sexual activity in a car is common when you're a teenager. Yeah. I never did. Yeah. It's just, we don't, we didn't all go to the same place, usually. Where'd you go? Uh, MIP? Behind well, MIP? <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you go? Do you think there was any, oh, everywhere, but do you think okay. there was any heavy petting behind Video King? Someone just dude, passed. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> fucking gangbangs behind there, dude. Seriously. Let's fucking let's go get off, and then we'll fucking go rent fucking I don't even know small soldiers. Let's go rent a racer, eraser, fucking <laughs> But this whole movie is—I think we can all agree—this whole movie is a Miller High Life commercial. Oh yeah. 
Definitely. A hundred percent, dude. They fucking, like, what, there had to have been some fucking, did Miller cater the set or something? Like, one, at the party, what, I love all the lights and the colors at the party. And apparently this was filmed at, like, an old department store, like an old, like, uh, like, department store that turned into, like, uh, like a studio that they turned it into. So a lot of the scenes in it are filmed in this big, like, fucking James Way fucking ultra phase fucking department store. <laughs> Uh, that's uh, probably the third or fourth time phase has been dropped on the podcast. Dude, Fucking phase, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, there's Miller High Life neon signs at the fucking, at this, like, I don't even know, what is it? It's like Brad's fucking, like, kegger type deal, right? It, I don't, it was a beta house. Yeah. Oh, was it the yeah. beta house? Yeah, the beta yeah. house. Oh, yeah, okay. it was the beta house. Because so, then the fuck, the unibrow football fuck has a Miller High Life in his hand. <laughs> that, you know what's funny is... I can think of about three people in at Canasota High School that definitely had like full on unibrows, and I don't think any of them were football players. <laughs> that was a choice. That was a Did fucking choice, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, there's listen. There's You can't. You can't fucking. You can't tell me that there aren't fucking bicks around the house. Like, <laughs> I fucking like. I don't care what age you are. There was either the fucking royal blue bick that your dad had, or the fucking pretty pink fucking. Lady Beck, like, take the fucking Beck to that fucking thing. There's no reason to be walking around with a goddamn fucking something that would later turn into a monarch butterfly on your fucking goddamn face. <laughs> it's like, dude, when you when you brush your teeth in the morning and look in the mirror, you stare at that. Yeah, so, like, seriously. you can't fucking tell me you don't see that. It's fucking obnoxious. But the fucking, yeah. the, that party sequence is so, like, so, like, 80s, so fun, like, Obviously, there's just like drinking. There's like I'm sure there's grab assing and all the good stuff that you want in a good '80s party. But uh, it's pretty. It's shot cinema, cinema. The cinematography in it. I mean, it's not fucking. It's not Fellowship of the Ring, like. But <laughs> but which I'm I'm gonna get to a Peter Jackson point in this film. We're gonna give we're gonna give it until the end. But I will will try to link a Peter Jackson moment to this film. But. Um, I thought it looked good and it was like, it was fun to watch visually for something that was made in 86. And I think 86 might've been a turning point for like, maybe like, uh, cameras and shit. Because if you watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which was filmed in like, I think late 85, early 86, that movie looks like it could have been filmed in like 98. Like that looks like it could have came out with teaching Mrs. Tingle. Like that could have came out like at that time because it looks it, looks, <laughs> it lo- looks so good. They look the movie looks good. It doesn't look like it looks like an eighties film, but at the same time, it looks like cleaner and sleeker, and it doesn't look like like some of those movies from the eighties. Like you watch, you're like, it was this fucking like sixty nine? Like waiting for John Wayne to walk on screen. <laughs> well, look at um. Friday the Thirteenth, like once you get to Jason Lives, the cinematography that is again, so what was that? Eighty six. The films before it. Yeah, that was eighty six. I'm telling you, I'm, we gotta have we gotta get someone that fucking was like working for Panavision at the time, fucking to to give us some insight into what was going on in eighty six. There was a lot of fucking guys making money off those nice cameras, but uh, you know, it's pretty. It's a low budget film. I, I didn't really look up like I didn't look up much on this film because uh, I wanted to just kind of get our own personal uh, takes on it and stuff. But it's a pretty low budget film. It looks fucking great. Uh, now, Lou, I gotta I gotta see if because you, you're obviously the the freshest to this film. I wanna 
I want to see if you realized all the horror um, director references in the film. Oh, shit. You're going to throw this at me right now. Um, I'm trying to fucking think. Honestly, when I was paying attention, like, because I've watched it a few times now, and, like, I like how you pointed out, like, oh, you notice, like, new shit, especially when you kind of, like, revisit it. And the one thing that I noticed, because, like, I don't even know if you're going to, like, tell me all of them and be like, oh, no shit. Like, wow. But, like, there was a couple things I noticed. And the fucking kid with the crutches, dude, he, like, foreshadows his death, like, multiple fucking times. Oh, yeah, yeah. He definitely does. Yeah, I'd rather get my brains eaten than join a fucking fraternity. It's like, hey, look what happens to you in the fucking, (laughs) you know, the toilet, you know, like... But, but as far as the, I'd like the, to watch my other friend get fucking blown by Cynthia Cronenberg, like, like. <laughs> right? <laughs> nah, throw throw those at me because, like, again, you're gonna like tell me them, and I'm like, oh shit, yeah, like I remember that. I, until I was like probably like thirteen, fourteen, and I had found like the fucking movies, like, oh, it's fucking two o'clock in the morning, none of the creeps is on, like, oh, I, I'll fucking, I'll fucking stay up and watch this on a Wednesday night and fucking. <laughs> Roll into fucking Miss Astrakhan's class, all fucked up, just tired. Uh, but, um, but obviously Cynthia Cronenberg is obviously David, David Cronen- Cronenberg. Yeah. Yep. the The kid with the crutches, JC JC Hooper. When they come to him, is John Carpenter. They call him John Carpenter Hooper is his real name. So actually, that's he's a twofer. Nice. And the other kid's name is Christopher Romero, which they only give him as by his first name. The only time their last names are mentioned ever are when they the fucking the cop. the cop rolls up to him and the cop's name is fucking um what the fuck was the cop's name it was something what was his fucking name Cameron no no the other cop the other cop oh. the other cop was Ramy the other cop yeah, yeah there's Sergeant Ramy and then there's uh, and then of course detective course, uh, Landis detective Landis and then there was Cameron detective Cameron who who was Atkins which is obviously James Cameron um, and I think that's... There's one more. Uh, well, it's Cronenberg... Isn't it Cronenberg High or Cronenberg University? No, it's, it's, uh, What's the name of the college? Well, the, the janitor's name was Mr. Miller. Uh, no, Miner. Miner, Steve Miner, which is Steve Miner, who did, like, Friday the 13th Part 2 and fucking a million other Three things. Three and House. Three and House. And, which, uh, uh, which Fred Decker wrote. Yeah. Wait. Fred House. Decker wrote House. House, yeah. And then, um... A guy on on the bus. He was in the fraternity. His last name was Cunningham. Yep. And what was the name of the university? It's a uh, Cromain University. Cr- What's it called? C R O Man. Cromain. Cromain. What about the name of the fucking cemetery at the end? What was the name of the cemetery? Does anybody know? Oh, I missed it. We literally we just watched it like an hour ago. I, I don't know, but, like, obviously, like, this is a love letter to, like, all the horror, like, guys and stuff, and and Fred Decker was, uh, like, funny with that, but I almost noticed, too, like, JC is actually wearing, like, that fucking, like, uh, yellow and black flannel, and he's also wearing, like, a vest. I wonder if that wardrobe was, like, a, a homage to George Romero, because he was, like, Pittsburgh. you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Uh... But yeah, and Dick Miller, you saw Dick Miller in the film, right? Uh-huh. Uh, so he was he was the fucking guy that uh, was like, what was he at the police station? The like fucking weapons, fucking yeah. like yeah, he, he stood 
stood behind the fucking thing and was like, I'm going to need to see that service order or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the, the fucking... fucking I forgot all about that scene. I was so excited. I, I forgot about it too, honestly, but... um. But his name's Walter in this, and Dick Miller's name is Walter in, like, 90% of the things he's credited. Yeah, in. same, I forgot the last name, but same first and last name for his character. Yeah, but in his so name, Dick Miller's name is Walter in almost, at Walt or Walter in, like, 90% of the shit he's credited in, like, in the 80s. Yeah, but I'm saying there's a lot of movies where it's Walter and I, there's the last name and they're the same. Yeah. Same character. But it's, uh, yeah, like, uh, so it's obviously just, like, they knew exactly what they were doing uh, with this film as far as just, like, just giving, like, anybody who's a fan of, like, horror in general, like, just, like, all these, like, great little nuggets. Uh, I mean, which makes it even more, like, exciting for anybody who's a fan of of any of those guys to, like, watch it and just uh, be enamored with it even more. See, now I'm going to be fucking paranoid when I watch it again because I'm going to be listening for every fucking name and right. looking at every street sign and fucking just, like, going to be, like, sitting there shaking, sweating, like, ah, did I miss something? Like, what the fuck? And, of course, Jason Lively, who was in a year prior, was in European Vacation, uh, mm-hmm. plays our Christopher Romero here, mm-hmm. uh, which he does a pretty good job. He's, like, entertaining, and he's he him and JC are both super likable. Yeah. I like JC more. Why? Because he's crippled? No, because he's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I think the hard-hitting question. <laughs> <laughs> they are both entertaining, but I believe one can't exist without the other. I think That's true. Chris... Well, Chris has to once JC's fucking dead. He has to, but I think things with Cynthia are going to go... As I got a big, I got big issues with Cynthia, Symphony, yeah. Symphonia, <laughs> with Cynthia. I have huge, Relax, okay. I have huge is- issues with Cynthia. She is a fucking ultra bitch, and I have yeah. several reasons to back this up. Please explain. Well, one, she fucking when Brad turns, when old Bradster turns into a fucking zombie, and she doesn't realize it, and he's like standing there, and she grabs his fucking hand. And, like, sits down with him. And she's like, well, uh, we're growing apart. And uh, and then she's like, she's like, it doesn't mean this has to be forever. Bitch, you're trying to suck Chris's dick and you're fucking talking, sh- talking shit behind his back. You're trying to get back with fucking Brad. Meanwhile, Chris Romero shows up and fucking saves your ass with the fucking blowtorch that fucking Dick Miller gave him. <laughs> Maybe she was just trying to let him down easy. But well, that's still something. like uh, you're untrustworthy little bitch you're at that point. Brad yeah. false hope. Yeah, that's true. Well, fuck Brad. Um, and at Brad that point, Brad's dead. Yeah. I'm. So, do you have any more of those Hershey's cookies and cream in there? I do. Would you like one? Yeah. Yes, have some. But um, what what else was I gonna touch on here? So, what's everyone's, I mean, if, I mean, it doesn't have to be JC or Chris. What's everyone's favorite? No. Oh. Um, what's everyone's favorite character? Besides JC? It could be anyone. Steve, the unibrown football player. Yeah. Party. <laughs> he was great. Oh, thanks, dude. Like, <laughs> that is one dumb motherfucker. Yeah. Like, besides Tom Atkins? Yeah. I'll tell you mine. Mr. Minor, the fucking janitor. Screaming like Banshee. Screaming like Banshee. Like, maybe the fucking most, like... I, now, I wonder if that actor actually was that Asian. 
or if he just like they're just like just you know what what sauce it up for us like <laughs> probably and, like think of any 80s movie with an asian character they were kind of like that Are they you, were comic relief that's kind of wow that's kind of racist for you to say for me to say or for the filmmakers I mean, both of you. For me to point, for me to point it out is racist. <laughs> yeah, I don't see fucking things that way, you fucking bitch. Okay, well, Long Duck Dong. Did you do you take his character very seriously? Maybe he's half black. Long Duck Dong. Uh, Long Duck Dong. Sixteen candles, Lou. Yeah, no, no, no I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just like saying it. Although. A lot of people think that Short Round in Temple of Doom is Reese's caricature. I think he's just a kid having a great time. Yeah, they're pretty much making... They're saying, like, if anybody that's Asian that has an Asian accent, it's not because they actually have it. Which, I don't know if he had it or not. We're getting, oh, we're getting way... We're getting off into the weeds here, aren't we? He did. Well, you didn't have to call me out on racism just because I was pointing something out. Well, no, that, that's a good point, Brian, because, dude, even in, like, Tremors and shit, fucking Walter Chang, who owns the goddamn, like, <laughs> like, holy shit, like, oh, can we be any more stereotypical? Like, I own store. It's like, yeah. you to, like, fucking capitalize on it or whatever. Like, I mean. Thank you. I, I feel so good that Tremors got brought up. I, I'm I'm agreeing with you, Brian. It's like, is it is it the film industry or is it like? It's not us being racist. It's just noticing shit like that where it's like, should we be laughing at this? It's kind yeah, of yeah, funny, exactly. you know, like. Watch sixteen candles. That Jesse. that well, I know that's super like racist. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm not gonna fault John Hughes. Or should no, I? I don't think I should. No, I mean, the actor took the job. It was also... <laughs> You're like, it's his fault! No, I'm just saying, like... Yeah, the actor it. took the job. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have to eat or anything, you know? Like, Jeez, you ain't getting... You ain't getting fucking... Don't ever try to get an acting credit, BT. They ain't letting you in the fucking af- Actors Guild. You ain't getting no SAG card after that one. <laughs> But well, well, if you're not blaming John Hughes, who are you blaming? But let's change the subject. I'm blaming I mean, Hollywood. But yeah, we're getting we got out in the weeds. Let's get back. How good is that like interrogation scene where Mr. Miner is sitting there and he's just like fucking like half chuckling, and he's just fucking like Cameron's just like interrogating him, and like Tom Atkins is just the fucking man like in this movie. This is like, my favorite performance. He's like he's got yeah, he's got like it all. Like he's suicidal, <laughs> like he's comedic, like he's just like homicidal, he f- confesses to a fucking murder, like he's that's, killed people. That's he's, my favorite scene yeah. in the movie. Actually, yeah. Is when he confesses <laughs> to the murder and just Yeah. He he's sounds like, like if I, anyone had to narrate my the end of my life, I'd want Tom Atkins to do it the way he narrated him killing guess what i did next spanky like (laughs) when spank when chris um is like shit what does he say he's like should you be telling me this and tom hankins has no idea what he's saying he's just like Close. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so Jesse, if Tom Atkins is going to narrate that, is he going to be required to be sitting down with an underage kid funneling him fucking like hard liquor while he tells like your story, or is that like not part of it? 
Because I think it needs to be. Like, that needs to be part. You need to get a Molly Ringwald-looking dude to fucking stare at and, like, you know, oh, yeah, eating him like Jack Daniels. <laughs> but I love that, like, the only fucking lines that Minor has in the whole fucking film, though, is... <laughs> screaming like banshees. Like, it's fucking... I love... The best part of the entire film. This is the best part of the entire film. Because it fucking cracked me up when I was a kid and I still crack crack up. Later, when he's mopping and he's just walking around by himself, he's just like <laughs> screaming like banshees. Like, he just says it to himself. Like, he's still fucking tickled by it like hours later. And then, of course, we got David, David Paymer who plays like one of the fucking... Uh, Fucking scientist. Yeah, he, uh, Drag Me to Hell. Drag Me to Hell, Carpool, a million fucking movies. He's in everything. No uh, Holds Barred with Hulk Hogan. He's like in 158 films. Nice IMDB fucking memory there, Sean. <laughs> I looked him up like an hour ago. Uh, so, but what's everyone's favorite character? Now that we've got, we got way out in the friggin' racial weeds there with fucking, <laughs> with fucking Minor. Minor and. So I can't say Tom Atkins. No, you can. Oh, well, he's my favorite character. Of course. That was predictable. What's your My shot? second favorite <laughs> is Suzanne Snyder as the Valley Girl sorority chick who comes out of nowhere in the end. And she has that catchphrase. Oh, I'm so sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is Suzanne Snyder, isn't it? Yeah, from... Return of the Dead 2. And Killer Clowns. And Killer Clowns. Yes, I think she's funny. Cool. <laughs> Not in a laugh-out-loud way, but... Yeah, you know, I like her. Sean, who's your favorite character? Brad? No. Steve. JT. JT? Who's JT? JT Woodruff of Hawthorne Heights? Sure. You mean JC? Yeah, JC. <laughs> JT. <laughs> JT. Lou, favorite character? So, outside of Tom Atkins, yes, it's predictable. However, the fucking coroner that works for the, like, the fucking police department, that fat ass who's eating every time he's on screen. Oh, I fucking thought about that when I watched it, too. I was like, why is this motherfucker, like, so gluttonous every time, like, someone's dead? He pulls a sandwich yeah, out of fucking sure briefcase. I think he played fucking Aguado in Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Oh, fuck, I think he did. I think that's him. Oh, my like, fucking... I, the fact that you even remember that that guy's name was Aguado. Like, <laughs> I watched that VHS a fuckload when I was a kid. Oh, like, my God. Holy fuck. I think it is, too. I, I Like, I saw him, and I'm like, God damn it, he's got the same weird, like, dark ringed eyes and, like, the weird hair, like... It's gotta be him. So I'm I'm roll I'm going with that. Like that's fucking a guado, you know? But yeah, that's that's probably my favorite character. 94. Just because just because he's eating on screen every fucking time and he's on screen like twice or three times or something. Yeah, like, he's yeah, like, like in the morgue, he's fucking eating. Like in he's like laying down like he's taking like a fucking George Costanza fucking like half nude photo <laughs> and fucking he's still fucking eating like by corpse. Well, a corpse with a fucking exploded head. No less. It's I, not like it's just like a body. It's like, yeah, this is a fucking massacre. Like, I'm laying next to this eating a fucking ring ding. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Put it down. Okay, I guess it's not him, but it definitely looks like him. Oh, uh, my bad. I don't know. It fucking, that, that looked exactly It 100% like him. fucking looks like him. Uh, <laughs> that is fucking so good. But, uh, the, uh... I'm trying to think where, because um, we're not really going through the movie like breaking down scene by scene or anything. We're just kind of waxing unintellectually about fucking 
the, how racist Hollywood is. Um, waxing on intellectually. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so my point about Peter Jackson, has everyone here seen, everyone here has seen Dead Alive, right? Yeah. Uh, I have not. In a long time. So Dead Alive is a horror movie from 1993 that Peter Jackson did. It also has like a, uh, goes under the name Brain Dead as well, and there's a couple movies called Brain Dead. But anyway, there's a fucking lawnmower scene that uh, the actor in Dead Alive does, where he fucking pretty much takes out zombies with a lawnmower. There is a fuck the lawnmower scene before 1993, obviously in yeah. 1986, where uh, Spanky fucking fires up the lawnmower and fucking goes at a fucking zombie's head with it. I wonder if Peter Jackson was influenced by that and put it in there. And Lou, you definitely have to watch Dead Alive as soon as you possibly can. If if not only just for the fact that you can relate it now to uh, Night of the Creeps. You know what I thought of is Sleepaway Camp 3. What? Lawnmower. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a zombie, but that's what I thought well, you know what's funny about uh, Dead Alive? I think there was like a video store in Utica because like my mom like taught out there for a while when I was a kid. Yeah. And like I remember going in there and I saw the poster for it like up on the wall, and I was just like, what? as a kid, it's like, what the fuck is that movie? You know, with like the chick ripping her fucking like mouth open yep. or whatever, and it's yep. got like the eyes or the fucking face or whatever. Oh yeah. It just, it just creeped my shit. I was like, this is fucking weird. But like the it's funny. It's, you guys like are are referencing like oh. It's, you know, like lawnmower scenes and shit. It's like when I first saw that, it's like for me, it's like the thing that always comes to my lawnmower is fucking sinister. But that's just like, I don't know, because I can kind of always watch that movie and like the lawnmower scene in particular, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, this is fucking creepy as shit. Like right. a child mowing over their family. Like that's where my mind goes like every time. But like, I got to see fucking Dead Alive. Now, yeah. that, especially that it's a Peter Jackson movie oh yeah i mean peter jack you know what's funny is uh so uh the reason and if i'm not mistaken and i, and I think i'm trying to remember my uh so in texas chainsaw massacre 3 leatherface originally peter jackson was supposed to do that yeah peter jackson was supposed to do that so he i think had some kind of contact with vigo mortensen during that, and that is how New Line got privy to Viggo Mortensen's talents, and that's how he ended up in the Lord of the Rings franchise. No shit. Um, because Peter Jackson was supposed to direct that film, and it ended up being Jeff Burr, and then Jeff Burr got fired and came back, and, and that film and has its all, a million different fucking things, but I believe in the special features of that uh, DVD and Blu-ray... Um, they talk a little bit about, like, that's how they discovered Viggo Mortensen was Peter Jackson, I think, initially brought him in, but then Peter Jackson said, oh, I want to bring in Viggo Mortensen for this. Um, so that's a, an interesting tidbit, too, as well. Oh, shit. But, right. uh, Lou, did you see the director's cut of Night of the Creeps, or did you see the theatrical cut? Do you know which one your DVD is? So, when you guys were talking about that, like, at the beginning, when you were saying, like, oh, yeah, like, the theatrical or, like, the U.S. version, whatever, um, doesn't have the fucking, like, cemetery or the spaceship, that whole sequence. Right, right. So, I do have the director's cut. Okay, okay. I so, think only the director's cut is on DVD, right? 
I think it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, because the theatrical cut, the special features is is the ending. Theatrical ending is in the special features. Okay, so the theatrical ending, in case uh, I think everyone's seen it, yeah, um, is the dog is fucking still has a leech in it, and Cynthia Cronenberg, that well deserving bitch, leans down and she <laughs> fucking pretty much like. You know, they end with the dog with a leech coming out of his mouth or whatever, and supposedly attacking Cynthia Cronenberg. But as I never liked that ending. Oh, the 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 ending in the director's cut, which is the one we all freshly just watched, was I love that when Cameron comes yeah. out like overtaken and he's burnt to a crisp and he falls down. They come out of his head. They go into the cemetery, and then the fucking uh, the big spaceship fucking and that's like animated, right? That yeah. looks animated. Yeah, but it. Still looks cool. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, that's the thing. Really cool. Yeah, that looks like super fucking cool. And and then uh, the leeches in the corner in the bottom of the house too look fucking super cool too. And that's like that's like. It reminded me of claymation. It looks claymation, like stop motion. Yeah, it looked great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which is funny because I feel like horror movies today they have CGI in them. And listen, I know sometimes you can't avoid it. You have to get CGI in there because you don't have the money. You don't have the time to do practical effects and have 14 gallons of fucking blood on there like Evil Dead 2. But at the same time, some of this shit in these newer movies looks so fucking bad. It looks worse than fucking the sci-fi channel shit in 98. <laughs> well, it, it just looks terrible. I wasn't about to say something. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were be like, well... No, it's a racist like, issue. Because by the time you were done talking, you said anything I would have said. Yeah. Uh, but I did love that scene where the spaceship is like hunting for the fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that uh, yeah. that gives me comfort that maybe uh, the extraterrestrials that are that are midgets with cleft palates uh, <laughs> give me um, are on our side and trying to protect us as well. Mm. But uh, that's comforting. But. There's been talks, um, and I think it's more fanfare than anything, but I think there was rumors probably seven, eight, ten years ago of Night of the Creeps being remade. Now, something like this, I feel like if they were ever going to remake it, they'd really have to, the writing would have to be so fucking stupendous for me to be like, all right, this is going to be cool. Because it's one of those stories that's so... It's a classic, it, as much as it's like kind of its own weird little offbeat thing, at the same time, it's a classic 50s creature feature. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so like they went back to the roots of like those initial horror movies and it's not like, but at the same time, it has its own style and it's such a product, as much as it it's such a product of the 80s, it still has its own style. But it would be so interesting to see what they would do if something like this was ever remade. I feel like if they do remake it, they'll probably have like the opening scene in the '80s and then have it go to modern time, like thirty years uh, ago, like the original one did. With like the 50s maybe the that'd 80s. be that'd be cool. Yeah, I like it. But we're not writing the films. They're gonna get fucking Long Duck Sean to fucking to do <laughs> to fucking to fucking. <laughs> How many 16 Candles references do you think we could fit in a Night of the Creeps podcast? We've had at least three, but, uh, but yeah, like, I feel like with, I mean, there's plenty of newer movies coming out, and obviously, now, Lou, have you seen Fred Decker's The Monster Squad? 
I saw that when I was a fucking kid. And yeah. I was like, this is amazing. And and I think because, like, I guess why, like, I had missed this one, I guess, as, like, a kid is because, like, for me, and you and I have talked about just the history of, like, you know, how I got introduced to war movies, blah, 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 all that shit. But, like, Monster Squad was, like, more relatable. Like, it seemed to be a little oh, bit more Oh, yeah, fun. that was, it was like... more fun, I guess, you know, like... So, yes, I've, I've seen that. I saw that first when I was a kid, and I was like, I was, this is awesome. How the, how the fuck can you get around that plot anyway? Yeah. You know? that Again, another classic classic horror horror filmmaking right there. Right. You know, um, but did you notice that in the stall that JC was in during Night of the Creeps, it said... Striker rules. Well, did you see Monster, the Monster Squad fucking... What did it say? Monster Squad... Monster Squad, uh, what the fuck was it? It it, it was when he was looking ahead out of the stall, right? And when there was the the blood coming at him. I I saw it, but I I don't know what the fucking quote was. Like, I I just saw it for a split. Yeah, but that's what's funny, too, is this came out a year before Monster Squad. No shit. Yeah. So, um... Obviously, he he, he had he had that one put together. Obviously, so that's so that's so fun to see a movie that came out a year prior uh, with the fucking Monster Squad reference in a film that came out. But talk about what year did House come out, Brian? Eighty six, same year as Okay. So House is another film. If you haven't seen it, it was written by uh, Fred Decker. Who directed that? Steve Miner. Steve Miner. and that movie came out the same year as Night of the Creeps, but he did that, Night of the Creeps, and Monster Squad, all in the span of two years. Like, what a fucking run. Andy fucking... And uh, I think I... Did I tell, tell you, Lou, and I don't know if you already knew this, but Fred Decker uh, helped write the new Predator movie that comes out next week. Holy shit. I think... Because you and I were talking about that at one point. I think you did fucking bring that up. Yeah, because him and Shane Black are like boys. Yeah. So he, so he Black, still does have his... The Monster Squad. They co-wrote, yes, they co-wrote The Monster Squad. Okay, on the uh, bathroom stall, it just says Go Monster Squad. Go Monster Squad. Go Monster Squad, okay. But, and fucking Striper Rules. Yeah, Striper <laughs> Rules. Which is funny, yeah. because if anyone knows Striper, which their guitarist, unfortunately, has like a brain tumor right now, and he's having fucking, like... It's a... Uh, what's that? I was going to say, weren't they, did they start off as like Christian? Oh yeah, they, they still are, like a diehard Christian band. No shit. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. He has like a tumor or some shit. Yeah, the guitarist has like a tumor. Um, Ox Fox is it Ox Four Ox Fox, Oz Fox, Oz Fox, O Z Fox. He has a brain tumor right now. Um, and I know they have to do like uh, they're doing like a an invasive operation on him or whatever. But I mean, that's neither here nor there. But I thought it was interesting to at least include. But. It's funny because JC has a yellow and black flannel on, and if yep. you know Striper, Striper yep. was yellow and black, the yellow and black yep. tag. Uh, so I wonder if that was even like, uh, like thrown in there as like, hey, like, and I think, oh, I thinking, I, I can't remember. There's some kind of tie-in with Striper. I think someone that had like a costume designer or something had something to do with, and I might have just heard this um, because. Okay, I gotta talk about this because I don't wanna I don't wanna gloss over it because it's so cool. So there's this there's this uh, podcast that two guys do in Pittsburgh called the Neon Brainiacs, and for their one year anniversary, they did Night of the Creeps. Now we had no knowledge of this; they had no knowledge that we were going to do that, 
and it was just like happenstantial that we were gonna we were gonna cover Night of the Creeps and Monster Squad, and for their one year anniversary, they covered Night of the Creeps. Now I don't in any way think that they like found out that we were gonna do it, and uh, I I'm sure that they can trust our word that we literally had no fucking clue. I was well, texting. They, we couldn't have because they announced it the day they posted it, which was the the, the next morning after you made the post, which means they had to have recorded it before you posted about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it definitely, no one would have possibly known about the But how, like, before. how crazy is that? But right. anyway, that podcast is very fucking cool, um, and those guys are hilarious. It's called Neon Brainiacs. Um, so if you listen to this and you like what you hear on here, you'll probably enjoy their more intellectual uh, speakings on this and not just talking about long duck dong on here. Uh, you know, we, uh, we get, we are known for getting off in the fucking weeds several times during these conversations. So if you want some, something a little more lighthearted, some, some more like bickering back and forth. And, uh, I mean, we touch on everything from, I mean, we get, we get dark, we get fucking, I don't know. We're we're a strange podcast in the world of horror podcasts, but I like it that way. But anyway, shout out to the Neon Brainiacs um, who covered Night of the Creeps, and I did listen to that episode. Um, and I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to take anything from or try to like cover ground that they covered. So that's why. But we never really run through films like uh, step by step, and and theirs was really cool. They do like cast breakdowns and stuff like that. Ours is more free form. When did you see it? Who are your favorite characters? This is funny. Uh, you know, how many racist things can we find in a, a movie from the eighties? Like how many times are you gonna reference face? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we I thought that was all over the place. Oh, we're fucking yeah. all over the place. We are only for the most scattered brain motherfuckers in the world. But hey, that's the way we like it. But yeah, the new Predator coming out, obviously written I'm by excited. Fred Decker. Like I can't fucking wait for that. It's gonna be so. It's gonna be so sick. Now there was also uh, like uh, again, I think it was more like fan ramblings of a Monster Squad reunion, or not really? reunion, not reunion, a remake rather. Like oh, which yeah. would be, nah. uh, I feel like they just that times come and gone for some of these movies. But I mean, if there is ever, that's the thing too. Like. Uh, you know, people would have never thought, I don't think it would ever be remade. It gets remade. I think the remake was pretty damn good, and yeah. it makes a fucking killing in the box office, and they immediately greenlit Pet Cemetery, and Pet Cemetery's wrapped. I can't wait for Pet so, Cemetery. Well, I, I gotta ask you guys, because, like, obviously you guys are all here, and you're all really well-versed, just in movies and shit anyway, but, like, so... The idea, even even if it was just, like, fans fucking, like, talking out their ass about Monster Squad being remade when it boils down to it what is the difference between like because like i have my answer and i want to see if it's like different what's the difference between like a remake and a reboot it does a reboot automatically mean that there's going to be sequels or is it a continuation to a story versus like a remake and then once you get into remakes you can get into a whole other thing where it's like fucking uh psycho that was a shot for shot fucking remake versus you know evil dead which kind of tied in some other shit like so i wanted to get like that's why i would wonder like if they attempted to do monster squad which i don't think they should do but would it be literally like we're gonna remake this movie exactly kind of like it was or is it gonna be it's a modern take on these classic fucking like monsters and you know what the directors and the writers grew up loving about that movie originally 
I think, to me at least, I think um, the, like, doing the shot-for-shot remakes are a thing of the past. I don't think they'll do those anymore because there is so much fan, like, retraction during when those things come out. So I think, like, it could be something like Rob Zombie's Halloween. Obviously a different flavor, but pretty much the same fucking story. You know what I mean? Just a little more backstory, uh, about 450% more swearing, um, you know, uh, yeah, like Sean's mentor, Ronnie White, um, but yeah, like, so to me, at least for Hollywood, I think, uh, you know, they don't, they look at remake and reboot, um, as tomato, tomato, and I think that they roll with the more, um, the more fan-friendly term of reimagining. It's a reimagining. No, it's not. You're fucking not reimagining anything. You're If you were reimagining something, you'd be like, okay, Michael Myers was a fucking hockey player, and he actually used to butt-fuck Jason, and then fucking Jason stole the fucking mask because he was the goalie. Like, that's a reimagining of an entire fucking, like, franchise. I notice they'll, they'll go out of their way to not say remake now. Yeah, they, they like, do. Yeah. What if we think of this more as a reinvention? It's a fresh take. Like reinvention, is a fresh reboot. Jesus I forgot what the other word I saw was reinvention. Someone made up a word, and I can't think of what it is. Yeah, it's so not. I mean, and and that's the thing too. It's like I'm I'm someone like you guys all know where Pet Cemetery lies with me, but I am excited for it because to me, and, and to a certain point, the originals can't be touched. If you hold them near and dear, like I grew up with Pet Cemetery, I'm fucking 30 years old now. When the movie comes out, I'm gonna be 31. So there's nothing that they're gonna show, even if they're like, "Oh, Judd was a pedo- pedophile." Like, like if they try throwing that angle at me, which they won't. I mean, that's pretty crazy. I'm, I just <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know why I went there, but I mean, I, really? first... <laughs> immediately, immediately went to that, like. I mean, they, I mean, if they keep some of the same lines, I think Gage, you the one playing games, might be a new take on the. Oh, we might enter the reimagining territory at that point. <laughs> but it's uh, nothing that they're gonna put out. I think is going to be like harmful to like wh- where I hold Pet Cemetery. And if anything, it'll be cool to see the story retold. So I try to s- remain open with remakes. Because uh, that's what they are, like, no matter what they want to call them. But at the same time, there's certain movies that, like, it just makes your face contort when you're, like, if someone's, like, hey, they're remaking Night of the Creeps. Like, oh, you're, like, no, don't. I don't want to see Melissa McCarthy as fucking Detective <laughs> oh, Camp. Fucking God. I don't want to fucking see. Because I feel like that's, that's what they would do. Or they'd go too serious. And they'd be, like, Meryl Streep's the fucking house mother or something. Like, no. <laughs> I don't want to see I that. don't care about her side story at all. Yeah. I don't need to know this. Jonah Hill's the head leech. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see that, but maybe I do. I don't know. I pretty much feel the same way about remakes as you do. Like, if I love the original movie, I don't mind seeing it be retold. Yeah. And I hope it's done well. And if it's not, then you I talk s- way too low. You gotta talk into the mic. If it's grab not, it like you know it's you know what. You haven't even touched the mic. Anyway, <laughs> the original. If I love the original, I will be open to seeing a different take on it. 
And if it's good, then that's awesome. And if it's bad, then I'll just watch the original. But you'll still buy it because you're a sick fuck. It depends. <laughs> I haven't bought a lot of movies lately. If you had to put a pile of movies that you would rate below I'm 5 out of 10, how I mean, many would you put in a pile? You know what I love about you is when you change the subject before I'm done talking. <laughs> that's my favorite part, too, honestly. <laughs> Alright, so continue. Well, now I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying, so fuck <laughs> <off>. <laughs> So, yeah, Night of the Creeps. Does anybody have anything else that they want to add on Night of the Creeps? No. Yeah, pretty much touch everything. <coughs> Final. Dude, I was waiting for Brian to light it up. Jesus Christ, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Are you choking? Yeah, I'm fucking on my own ego, as Brian would say. <laughs> wow. <laughs> can we talk about, before we before we, we call it a rapsky on this thing, can we talk about how fucking pickled Detective Cameron was in this movie? He's just pickling himself with fucking, like, Jim Bean, and he's fucking, like, just smoking a ton. Like, he's just, he's pickling himself into a fucking shrunken head in this film. Dude, I, I, I feel like he didn't, like, how did he not go up in flames multiple times just himself yeah. instantly? Like, he had to lay in his weird apartment with, like, the fucking gas running. It's yeah, like, the gas dude, was you, you've been You've been drinking for, like, fucking, it looks like 40 years straight. Like, <laughs> you just haven't stopped, you know? Yeah, he, uh, well, that's why it was, he has, like, such a, a hilarious arc because he is, he's as suicidal as Mel Gibson was in Lethal Weapon. <laughs> He just has, like, he has more, like, he takes the piss out of his suicidal, like, thoughts. Mel really doesn't. Mel was, like, off his fucking rocker in that movie, which was great. So, final thoughts. Where does, uh, in in the history of, you know, like, horror slash comedy, comedic horror cinema, Night of the Creeps ranks up there as one of the, one of the best, uh, you know, cross-threadings of, of a horror comedy in my eyes. I agree with that. I haven't seen it in such a long time, but it's. it's Was it a treat watching today? Oh, definitely. It really, it really, you know, what's funny too is like think about what, even though it's like a, it's a, a fresh take on like those old creature feature films, it's still like such fun and inventive writing that you don't see that kind of fun and inventive writing now. They're like. Just like, oh, there's a haunted house and someone's possessed. Was it a doll? I don't know. Like, <laughs> like it's just like there's no like fresh like, you know. And not like, and don't get me wrong, I'm gonna go see it and I'll probably like it because I did love The Conjuring. I love The Conjuring too, if not for only that it opens with London Calling. Um, Fuck yeah! But it's just so like, you know what I mean, like. I feel like, you know, in the nun, well, I'm going to go, we're going to go see the nun. And then in the nun, they're like, like in two years, the cat, like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I want him to see, I want to see him get really dumb. Like, like I want there to be a fucking pond in one of them. And then they're like a frog possessed <laughs> takes over a family <laughs> ribbit or die. Like, <laughs> Will they jump lily pad to lily pad, fighting for their life? Like, I feel like they're, we're just going to get that dumb. Even though, like I said, I think The Nun's probably going to be good. I know it's ha got, like, pretty good reviews right now, but... Dude, I hope.
hope so. I really fucking hope so, because that whole fucking side story with that fucking nun just in general in the movie itself, which we didn't really get a lot about, per right. se, was fucking... I love that. I love the fucking imagery. I thought it was creepy as fuck. I just... I, I really hope that they don't butcher it, because, like, did you see the last... Um, did you see the last Conjuring that they did? Like, the final key or whatever? Oh, wait, no, that was Insidious, right? Or Insidious, I'm sorry. I fucking... I That's... Right there is a perfect example of, like... That is a perfect example, though, of, like, there's fucking, you know, four Insidious movies and now three Conjuring movies, uh, plus The Nun, which is now four Conjuring, you know, in the Conjuring series, because if you count... An- Wait, no, five! Annabelle, there's fucking Annabelle, Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, Creation, Conjuring, Conjuring 2, and now The Nun. There's five in that series and four in Insidious. We got nine films, pretty much, all done by the same fucking people. <laughs> like, yeah. it was all fucking, like, who's his shit? What's his name? Patrick what? Patrick Wilson. Patrick yeah, Wilson's right? in fucking both goddamn fucking franchises. He's just well, sucking the ghostly just... dick, like, all the way to the bank. Well, the, I'm wondering, dude, is it because, like, to go back to that point you were talking about, like, originally, kind of, like, are people just, you said, like, it's kind of a thing of the past, but, like, are people kind of over creature features, as it were, like, they I don't think want so. the... They, no, I know you're want, not, but... Yeah, I, no, no, I... I'm saying just, like, the general fucking public. They literally need, like, you know, a clown with a giant boner and then a, a machine fucking, like, leg and, like, a, a fucking axe and whatever. They just, everyone's overstimulated so much that they can't appreciate, like, a, a mutated bullfrog that fucking spits poison. Like, they're just, they can't focus on it. They're like, I need to see something insane. Like, I don't know. It, is that kind of how it is now? I think people are, one, so desensitized. That, like, oh, we need to see some. We need to see, like, something brutal. Like, we got to see someone eating piss out of a fucking shit can. Like, 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 like they got to see something like that. That's how it's turned it that way into comedy, too. Like, think about how tame, like, some of the original comedies are. Like, oh, the dog pissed on the sandwiches in vacation, and then they eat the, ate the sandwiches. Like, that was a fucking knee slapper in, yeah. fucking, in the 80s. Now... People are like, oh, he needs to fucking come on the peanut butter and jelly. And then they need to fucking give it to their grandma. And then their grandma gets off when she figures out what it was. Like, it needs to be, for comedy, it needs to be so raunchy and so over the top for someone to find it funny. Like, slapstick comedy's gone. And the creature features are gone. I mean, as much as I think it was kind of a bad movie, uh, I think that's why movies like uh, like any kind of vampire uh, movie that comes out now, or like werewolf movie... They bomb like the Wolfman with Benicio del Toro, like that bombed. Like no, everyone thought it was shit. It was shit, but at the same time, I don't think anybody gave it a real fair shake. I don't think it was that bad. I thought it was decent. I thought it wasn't that good. I mean, I think Late Phases is a far, a vastly superior werewolf movie. But well, I think the Wolfman was closer to bringing back the universal monster feel than most. But it bombed in theater, though. It bombed in theaters, so I think people are. That's why when they're trying to bring Universal Monsters back, they're doing it as, like, these big, dumb, over-budgeted action movies with fucking Tom Cruise. You you just hit the nail on the head, and it has nothing to do with Tom Cruise. I'm not going to fucking tarnish the good goddamn name of Tom Cruise on this podcast. Far be it from me. Rue the day I say a bad word about that Scientology-loving motherfucker. Now, his, his fucking religious affiliations aside, I love Tom Cruise. But... You hit the nail on the head. 
They're trying to turn, like the mummy. The mummy could have been cool, but they're like, oh, let's make her a woman. And then Tom Cruise jumped from an airplane, unraveling all the toilet paper that she was wrapped in. Like, like, like it's just so like, you doesn't need to be a whole action movie. Like they're going to do fucking Dracula and Dracula is going to be fucking bicycle kicking someone off a fucking goddamn tank and fucking, you know what I mean? It's going to be like fucking the tanks are going to be exploding. You know, like, does he even want blood? Or like, or, what's going on? Is Michael Bay directing this movie? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad you brought the mummy. It's like, just give us the overweight, tired-looking Brendan Fraser, please. And yeah. let him fucking make, you know, like, let him make jokes about scarabs and, you know, here we go again. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> just, just give it to us. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't need these, like, crazy-ass insane like our budget's seven trillion dollars and michael bay is gonna take a shit all over it like yeah. okay we're, we're done with this now you know and that's because i mean and these two i know ride the ride the long fucking comic dick over here but i'm over comic book movies too like it's all the same shit now at this point and don't get me wrong there's some good shit in there but that's what they're like oh comic books make money let's make the mummy an action film like no it doesn't need to be like, look at it. Was it a fucking action movie? No. It doesn't need to fucking... Horror movies don't need to be action-packed to make fucking money. And guess what? They don't need fucking ghosts or fucking haunted fucking keys or haunted fucking... <laughs> haunt fucking possessed frogs or anything else. Like, I don't know. Horror is in such a interesting time because there's certain and i think that always is like this there there's certain films that'll do it right and they'll they'll do a killing in the box office and then they'll try to replicate it and uh i i don't know it's uh we need more stephen king adaptations and i'm fine with pet cemetery being remade because with john lithgow playing judd jason clark playing uh lewis creed i think it's gonna i think it's gonna be good i have faith and hope that it's gonna be good and, uh, I mean, the bottom line is, I think when it comes down to it, when we do get films that are as good as the ones that were made in the late 70s throughout the 80s, um, you know, it's, uh, oops, Lou, you still there? All right. Sorry. Got disconnected there for a second. But yeah, that's why I'm fine with, I, I think they'll, they'll do good. Films that do good, I'm all for, but the creature feature is kind of dead. I mean, even not like look at it, like it, it did so well because it was, uh, you know, like something clown. a little more, you know what I mean. But there's no, as far as like a straight up monster, I feel like people aren't afraid of monsters anymore. And it's yo, how thing. did how did the mech do in theaters? By the way, I don't know. I don't think it did good. The mech? I can't imagine it did well. Oh, the mech? Yeah. yeah. It did fantastic opening weekend, and then it died. Ugh. I kind of wanted to see it. Like, I, I saw the trailers and shit, and I know that they were hyping it up a fuckload, but, like... It's enjoyable, was, but dumb. It's dumb? But, but enjoyable. Yeah. It, like fun. a simple film? Yeah, it's a very simple film. Oh, okay, okay. Was Jordan Peele in that? No. No. I was trying to think, like, he played the shark. Was, like, a comedy. <laughs> he played the shark. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there a comedy? Wasn't there, like, a comic in there that was, like, a scientist or yeah, something? Yeah, Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay, that's right. I just, like, I, I don't know. It looked like I would, like, yeah, I'd consider seeing this on, like, a hungover Sunday or something. Let's go <laughs> check it out. But, like, I don't know. It, 
hearing that it's dumb, then it's like, okay, so you guys are taking the other route with like kind of more of the route of like the mummy where it's like, ah, this is too over the top. Like, you know, this is now getting into weird, dumb territory. Like, I don't know. It's kind of a shame to like hear that, but because that's like, for me with obviously with the exception of the mummy and stuff, it's like a modern example of like a creature feature, a giant fucking, you know, a shark from like whatever prehistoric era or whatever the fuck it is. Right. Well, the problem with the Meg was that like they filmed it to be R. But then the studios cut it down to PG-13 to make more money. Did they have to do any reshoots, or did they just take out a ton of stuff? They took out a ton of stuff, because apparently uh, Jason Statham said like the movie was like super gory like towards the end, but then like they just cut it all out so you know the fucking little kids can go see it. Yeah. And, 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 I can tell you, no 13-year-old gives a fuck about a shark. Isn't it no. sad that we are in a time where they have to cut violence out of movies to make more money. To make more money. In a killer shark movie. It's because people are like, oh my god, I saw a fucking dog and the dog fucking bit someone. I'm so offended. <laughs> like, it's we live in a odd time for any kind of entertainment to really exist that is truly what it wants to be without being edited and... And cut to bits to fucking appease the masses, unfortunately. As in the 80s, they added gore scenes to movies to so that they would make money. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed out that I learned that just now, that it was fucking rated R, and then they, like, bumped it down to PG-13 and took out a bunch of, like, really crazy-ass shit, like... That kind of fucking sucks. Yeah, it's just, just wait state for, of the world. Wait for Netflix, Lou. I know it'll be on Netflix. Okay, I know it will all right. Be. I just have a feeling, you know? Yeah, it's one of those things, right? It's, it's one like, of those Netflix movies. Sony's like yeah. about to do that uh, with Venom. They're going to cut it down to PG-13 to make more money. Are you fucking... Oh, don't even say that, dude. Yeah. Don't say that. Okay, I'm sorry. No more back. bad news today. Sean. Yeah, jeez. One thing at a time. Bad news, Hendo. <laughs> so, uh, with, with this... So, so, now that I have the three of you all in, in one room, so to speak. Now, with October looming, we're going we're gonna to announce some stuff that we're going to be doing for the podcast in October. So, one is we're going to cover the entire Halloween franchise. Uh, two, uh, possibly two movies, an episode. So, yes. if any of y'all want to be involved with that, refresh on your Halloween because... The entire month of Halloween, to. we're going to... Halloween. Well, listen. I suck the Michael Dick all the time. You suck the Michael Dick all the time. <laughs> They're Michael Dick. <laughs> <laughs> but who's pumped for the new Halloween? And, Me. Sorry, it's gonna I raised be, my hand, but yeah, it doesn't it's work gonna be, It's definitely going to be cool. So the entire month of October, we will cover every single Halloween. And, well, even, I think we're going to start... We might, yeah, we're going to start banking, we're going to start banking episodes as soon as maybe next week or the week after, so we're going to actually have them all recorded, probably before the launch of actual, you know, before, like, uh, well before Halloween, and, and definitely, probably even before, like, uh, the first week of October is even over, we're going to try to bank as many Halloween nice. movies as we possibly can. There's actually a drive-in in Fulton that's going to be playing the Halloween movie. Really original. Two, two per episode? No, the, re, uh, the new one. Oh, no, the new one, okay. Which is kind of cool in my eyes. Yeah, especially so yeah. in October. Two per podcast? 
two per podcast, probably. And I, okay, I need to be there. For three me. might be its own, though, just to keep it. You know what well, I mean? Well, if you want to keep it even, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You can count. I, what about what about Rob Zombies? Yeah, that's ten of them. Yeah, yeah. I'll, Resurrection. All and... right. But um, also, I'd like to task the three of you, and we're gonna do some Stephen King, more Stephen King, because I feel like once fall rolls around, rolls around, I'm more apt to talk, and I get fully King obsessed around fall time for whatever reason. Like, as you can see right now, I dug back into the... Uh, you can't see right now, Lou, but I dug back into the dark half. Nice. Uh, the book. Fuck and, yeah, dude. And because I don't own the movie, I actually just... Uh, and it had been so long since I watched it, and I realized I, I wanted to watch dark half. I was like, oh, fuck, I don't own the dark half. So I, I or just uh, placed an order for the dark half. Uh, Amazon Prime, if you'd like to sponsor this fucking podcast, I have fucking Prime, and I just got it in two fucking days. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, so if y'all have any ideas for some Stephen King film adaptations, it'd be fucking more than a pleasure to talk Stephen King with the three of you once again. Yo, I got about five in mind right now. <laughs> Lou, have you ever seen Sometimes They Come Back? Fuck yeah, dude. That's what I was just going to say. I was like, can we fucking do that, please? Oh, we're definitely going to do a Sometimes They Come Back fucking podcast because I fucking love that film and there's so much I want to say about that. <laughs> Dude, secret window or secret yeah, secret window. We should do. Oh fuck, fuck yeah, yeah. There's gonna. That, I think that's a fucking wonderful idea. So, All, on board, dude. So, with that said, thank you, Fred Decker, for all these fucking amazing films you did, and two 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 great ones, and one of them being Night of the Creeps. Amazing. Uh, but yeah, you heard it first here. You're gonna get the entire Halloween franchise. Uh. And all those episodes are going to be dropping in the month of October, but those are all going to be banked before. So we will also have time to get into Stephen King stuff, which I think is going to be also filmed, or filmed, filmed, not filmed, but we do have a YouTube channel right now, Hard Guy Media uh, Podcast at YouTube. You can look us up. We're going to have these episodes on our YouTube channel from this point going forward. And... Uh, and yeah, you heard it here first. You're going to get Stephen King film adaptation episodes. You're going to get the entire Halloween franchise with these wonderful, strapping, young uh, voices on those episodes. And uh, gentlemen, I can't thank you enough for coming on and talking Night of the Creeps. It's been uh, it's been awesome to do this podcast for a year and have uh, all the insight and all the, the ramblings of uh, people such as yourselves on here. And it's been... Uh, it's been now. I guess to close it out, to kind of put a bow on it, because every time it seems like I'm ending, I throw a little, I throw another fucking little, you know, additional scene in the end of this fucking movie. Um, favorite episodes of this illustrious podcast. Does anybody have favorite episodes? Oh, I was that, hoping you'd bring that. Up. Yeah, Friday Thirteenth, the three hours. That was that event. was a very fun episode for sure. I liked our Valentine for podcast you like that one where we talked valentine horror movies yeah nice i liked our dream warriors commentary yeah that was a fun one lou what about you do you have any uh do you have any uh favorite episodes of this uh terribly uh, hard to listen to scatterbrained illustrious podcast yeah dude i got two that come to mind immediately dude the lethal weapon commentary was absolutely <laughs> fucking unreal i got a fucking kick out of that i'm like at work listening to this laughing to myself people are like what the fuck is his problem is dude i 
I couldn't keep up because like I know I, I was typing out some of the fucking shit you guys were saying and I was just like this is fucking gold <laughs> but dude that was hilarious and then like the live one that you guys did like for Halloween last year where you guys were just like bullshit and telling stories and stuff oh yeah I yeah think, Dude, that is fucking awesome. Every part of that's like hilarious. Those those are two that come to mind where I'm just like, yeah, these are fucking, these are definitely fucking re-listenable and fucking just like, just jam packed with like nuggets of you guys being assholes to each other. Oh, it's yeah. Fucking awesome, dude. I love it. I fucking love we it. Did that. Just sat in yeah, I forgot that too. I mean, we've. I think this is this will be episode forty eight or forty nine. I think oh, technically. Shit. So. um... A little less, you know, we go through breaks, but now we are back, I promise, we are back on an official, every week, there will be a new episode, I know I, I go like two weeks, and I'll drop two episodes, and I'll go six weeks, and I'll drop two episodes, but we are officially back on the weekly schedule, and again, guys, uh, this podcast wouldn't be what it is without all of you, you've all contributed immensely, and all the uh, all the episodes that you've all been on are all awesome and it it blows my mind that uh is there are people listening in other countries and other uh cities around um so if you are comment on our instagram page at heart god media uh we're also on twitter at heart god media you can download stream listen on soundcloud search heart god media podcast or just heart god media and uh also the main uh, area to listen to um, that it goes directly to off SoundCloud is also iTunes. Uh, Lou, are you still there? Yeah, man. Okay, just make sure. Um, but yeah, uh, so download, rate, review. Uh, let us know you're listening. Uh, pretend, you, pretend we're not alone here. Show us some love. But yeah, again, thanks guys. Uh, can't thank you enough. And uh, Night of the Creeps, what a fucking classic creature feature film. The night of the formal is finally here. For Chris, Cindy, and JC. It's going to be the best night of their lives. But tonight is also the night of the creeps. From a world unknown comes a nightmare unimagined. First, they are under you, around you, on you, then inside you. And get into your mouth and you walk around while they incubate, even if you're dead. They are a new breed of terror. Exploding heads, creepy crawlies. We could have a little problem. The creeps are taking over. Oh, I got good news and bad news, girls. The good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. You have never had a night like this. Night of the creeps. If you scream, you're dead. <laughs>